Hi, this is Andre Hosh, aka Trace Studios, illustrator, sketch card artist, and overall weirdo. And hey, you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Aren't <laughs> you a lucky devil? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness. We've got a full house this week. We have Wesley. Hello. Do feel free to say something for the audio listeners. We have Keith. (laughs) How you doing? We have Josh. What's going on, guys? Then we have Jason. Hello. Marvellous. Right, the gang's all here. Um, You know the one thing we haven't talked about? Because we didn't talk about it on the last recording. um, Because I completely forgot. And we kind of of had to, to... We had so much to get through. And Josh, you weren't on that one, so stuff uh but we were talking about you for the whole hour and hour and hour and 45 minutes Josh. i figured um is we didn't decide who was going to be the intro artist okay for the episode um so for 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 the one that that three three of you were on and and josh you'll probably hear when it drops um i'm going to use uh bill sinkevich for that one good one i think that's a good one uh for the review of the year so uh, our listeners will have already heard that um but for this week, who knows? Who knows who it will be? Um, so if anyone's got any, um, if anyone's got any bright um, ideas as to who it will be, shout as we go through this recording. Because often you find it kind of comes to you as you're going through the motions. Um, right, bit, 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 bit of a hot button one this week, um, and this is an interesting topic. And this is a topic I was kind of thinking of doing an episode about last year. Um, and now that you're all here, let's go for it. So, in MCCW, F. Booth, um, I think his name's Rick, like Frederick. Frederick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, really lovely guy. Um, if you're in the hobby, especially if you're into sketch cards, you'll know him, you'll know of him, um, because this guy has one of the absolute chef kisses collections of sketch cards. I mean, have you? Have you since I just bought, I just bought off him this week. That's that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, so really. he he very rarely parts with anything, but the vault opened and a shaft of light fell across the across the hobby, um, and Keith went in. Keith went in and was baptized in the glory of F. Boo, <laughs> um, and he he was selling some of his sketch cards. And when I say when I'm saying if these are the ones he's selling, what what is he still? Mar- oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. One can only marvel. And we're talking Perner incentives from Rittenhouse sets. We're talking A cars, A cars, yep. Yeah, we're talking um, uh, lots of other things. Yeah, lots of other of things. Course. I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but it was like, and he just kept posting them, posting them, and it was just like, ah, uh, it's like you know, and they're not cheap, no, but, you know, worth it. Um, Keith, which one did you pick up? Uh, obviously, it was an X twenty three. I. Uh... Don't remember the artist on it though. Mm. It was a good price. I yes. Thought. No, the price was solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was on Black Diamond stock. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I don't think I've got anything on Black Diamond Scott stock. Yes, I do. I think I've got one sketch I'm about to do a giveaway on. Anyway. Um but F Booth posted. Um uh, I'm I'm just gonna read it out and then we're gonna go into it. Because he's made three points here, um, and on 
at least one of them, possibly two, it got spicy on the oh, comments. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm going to I'm going to preface this by saying that just because we're talking about it now, and we'll all have different opinions about it, we're not telling you how to do with your cards what you want to do with your cards. I mean, quite frankly, you can poke them up your bum for all I care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend you do that because it will significantly lower their value to others. Um, and there issues. is a massive slice of subjectivity to everyone's position on this. So that being said, F. Booth writes, as someone who collects one of ones for 15 years, I will give a bit of advice for those owners who may consider selling or trading. Consider this a the more you know post. Number one, please do not grade sketches, red spectrums, plates, purple FXs, if you think this will increase their resale value. Since they are one of one, there will only be a pop one or none higher. Most buyers of these rare cards won't care about the grade. Releasing them from the case can also be a pain in the arse. Let's tackle that one first, shall we, guys? Yeah. Grading one of ones, effectively. Be it sketches, red spectrums, plates, purple FXs. What say you on this? And do, has, have any of you done it? No, I, I just recently um, sent in a or was talking about uh, putting a, a plate in um, grading a plate. And, um, you know, after looking at it and seeing that um, it, uh, I mean, this make he makes an obviously a, a, a great point. It's going to be a one of one or a one of five, you know. Um, <clears throat> I was mainly doing it just because I wanted it to match my other, you know, my other stuff that I've gotten graded in the past. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but to me, it it totally makes sense. I, I don't see. Um, Grading something that's a that's a one of one unless you unless you want to put it into a uh, you know something for yourself. But what, I guess what he's saying is if you think it's going to raise the value, I guess the only the only time I would think it might raise the value is if you if you see a you know a one of one Hulk you know and then you see a one of one Hulk that's a pristine or a PSA ten. To me, I think it would give me a few more butterflies. But again, I've only been in the hobby for, you know, the card hobby part for five years, four years. So yeah, I don't know as much as some of these guys do. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The, the grading, the grading thing has really caught on big time lately. It's just become more popular with more options. And some of them weren't aesthetically pleasing. You know, it didn't match the card. It didn't look good. It it maybe wasn't for you and now there's just so many different options um with a one of one it, it, when you're talking a, a spectrum um it's just to protect it you know at that point it, if it's slabbed you know that you're not gonna have to worry about future damage um yeah. for shipping and and even other things most of them you're gonna you're gonna hang on to yourself but i'd grade a plate in a heartbeat i just like the presentation inside the slab better seems more substantial um but yeah the grade on it absolutely it's it's just not going to matter it's you know you're hoping something that rare is well treated and it's going to be an eight nine or ten but yeah only a ten at that point is going to bring 
maybe a little extra kick and and it's just a bell and whistle yeah yeah i think there's a very good distinction that you've both touched upon there is grading or authenticating stroke encapsulating for protection yes. Yes. i think that is, that is the kind of dividing line on it um i saw i saw one of one shown on social media very recently that was that had gone that someone had graded and it was a decent character um and it had come back a seven now i know it's a one of one but i look at that and i'm not the owner of it but i'm looking at it and i'm like seven hmm. yeah do you, see, right. do, do you see what i mean it I kind of had that, that i had my instant reaction was oh Sorry to rip out your seven, but you know, I'm not trying right. to, I, I wouldn't say anything. I'm not trying to uh, shit on that person's enjoyment of it, but I kind of looked at it. I was like, why would, yeah, I don't know. Does, would, does, is the owner, would, this, would the seven bother you? Um, sort of. It, it, so I, I would have definitely gone the route of authenticating it with no grade. Yeah. Same, same principle as a, you know, uh, a signature, how you can yeah. grade the card, not the signature. It's kind of one of those deals where it's it's probably better to not have it graded and just authenticated at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, so how does that process? Because I'm I'm like Wesley. I've been in it for about four years now uh, of the card hobby, and I have not got anything personally graded. Um, and I'm with um, you know I agree that you know one of one you know you probably don't necessarily want to get it graded as far as raising the value, but the protection aspect of it, um, I agree with wanting to get it slabbed or, or whatever, but how does that work as far as with like this PSA do something like that, where they'll encase it and just say, this is this yes. card. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You'll get the barcode. You'll get, it'll get, you know, uh, like serial numbered into their system. Um, authentication, you know, stamp and logo. And then obviously the, the information on the card bio, I call it is also kind of nice for people who aren't too familiar with the card um, or the sets. Like we are, we see them and bang, we know it's a gem. We know it's a, um, sometimes it's nice for people to read Marvel premiere, um, you know, and it, something like that, just the card bio at the top of one of these slabs, you know, is information, it's data and people see it and remember it. And, you know, it just helps. It helps for a big, big time on the protection end and just kind of understanding what you've got. Yeah. Right. Maybe you do want to show off a little bit that you've really taken care of this card. You know, if you, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you're, I, I mean, I think if I'm selling a car and I, a card, a car, a card, then <laughs> I, uh, I've taken Let's really good care of it. Maybe. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because that's what I do for a bit, but, um, if you if you slab a a card that you've taken really good care of, you might want to show off the fact that you have this one of one and it's super clean. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I think it's an aesthetic thing. I think it depends on what you're doing and how you're collecting it. Like, let's say you're rainbowing the character, and you know three of the cards are already graded, and then you finally get that one of one. Like, do you want it to match? Okay, then go for it. Have fun. And are you keeping it? Are you keeping it? Is the biggest factor in my opinion yeah because grading will increase value it absolutely will as long as it's even if it's not an awesome grade you're going to get some value there because you put money into the card right by getting it graded so there is an inherent return on investment on just doing that but if you're just having it for yourself and you want it that way 
do it. Have fun. Oh, with yeah, it. yeah, if yeah. You, but if you're grading sketches and hoping to sell them and put things in the in the feed, yeah. like, you know, graded and uh, what did I see? I saw a sketch posted with uh, in the title bar. It said SSP. Well, well, no shit. There's only one. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Some people try anything, won't they? Um, so Wolverine now, Ash. So I, think it, so I think it's very interesting. Weirdly, I don't think of sketches as one of ones. It's become a thing of late to refer to sketches as one of one as well as other things. But, you know, it's I think only very recently did some of the sketch gok actually say that on the back, and not all sets do it, and certainly the older ones are, because by its very nature, it is a one of one, you know, unless the artist chooses to do a similar kind of pose and stuff. But it's still in, in the individual work. So, but in terms of one of ones that are actually printed cards, you, 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 uh, I can't remember who said it, Wesley. I think it was you about, about you know, if you've looked after it. But the thing is, at the moment, all of a sudden we have a pro proliferation of one of ones with upper decks moved to serial number, the kitchen sink. Um, and it can be straight out of the pack, a seven. You know, it might not be, I mean, we, you know, we've seen some QA issues on some of these sets. Oh, yeah. Uh, not all of them. Um, and just by the process it comes in, I mean, you know, comic books, you know, before they even hit the shelves, you know, they're stacked, sorted, loaded into boxes, unpacked, you know, all right. that stuff. Um, Eugene makes an interesting point on this post. Um, he, he, he reckoned, you know, a grade below an eight may impact value negatively. It's not worth the risk and reward, um, which I think for, for a one of one printed card is possibly true so i think mm. then it becomes you know you're either you're either grading it or you're authenticating it because you can authenticate it and to keith's point it will match the visual aesthetic of the rest of the rainbow absolutely by not being graded because it would still be psa or beckett or uh, cgc or what's that sgc that? fucking tuxedos that's it yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> tuxedos oh, um so that that i get but for sketches, th this is always a big thing that comes up. And there, there are a lot of people. This always this starts a bit of a dumpster fire. The majority of people, and I agree with this, and we talked about it on the Artist Roundtable about six months ago with, with, with Tony Perno, Andre Orsch, and Jalen Warner, and Michael Munshaw. And the, you know, it's, sketches, by their very nature, have been handled to fuck. Right. You know, the artist has been leaning on them they probably played cards with them before they started drawing on them um shuffled deck they might have rubbed out they might have had tape on it you know oh yeah so yeah just look at the images that you see on their yeah. post when they've got a stack of them that's let's like yeah, in yeah, a yeah. spiral just sitting look on the, the edges. end of the desk yeah the bending of yeah. the card you know right. i mean just from surface alone which is one of the things you know they, i mean i've not had a card graded but i've seen enough now to know especially with Beckett with the subgrades, you're looking at, what's it, corners, edges, surface, and what's the other one? Centering. Centering, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Sure. See, I'm glad we've got someone who knows what they're talking about on this call. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't They don't come sleeved or anything to the artists or protected. They just come no. raw right. in a box. Yeah, they're yeah. in a box. Exactly. Box. Yeah. Like, C like COMC, like a batch from COMC, mm -hmm. and just stack That's like right. that. And, um, right. Yeah, so you're right. They They get handled quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, so from that point of view, I actually, I did buy one sketch once that was graded and I busted it out pretty quick because I was like, I actually, it doesn't, and for that, to that point, it didn't match the rest of my collection. So it was the opposite. 
because <laughs> yeah. yeah, all my sketches are stored. Um, well, they, you know, they, they were in binders at that point. Now they're they're top loader and penny sleeve. But was it difficult um, to unslab? Uh, was no, it just to no? just clip off the top cut? Basically, the um, and I did this with a PSA the other week for um, uh, a PMG because all the all the rest of the PMG, uh, the MCU PMGs I've got, we're going to go into one touches. And this one is is the Black Panther one I told you about that I got for a stupidly cheap deal. And I was like, and the nice. reason, and interestingly, the reason that guy had chosen to sell it for, you know, and put it up there for something is because he's clearly maybe from the sports card background, saw the grade and said, based on my experience, as a seven or an eight, I'm just going to put up 50, 60 bucks. Do you see what I mean? So there's that right. perception of what the grade is going to get you. You know, because you get an you get an X multiplier with, especially with PSA stuff, where you know the difference between an eight and a nine and a ten, you can see it in the in the sold prices and you can see it in the asking prices. And obviously, you know the set, the character, the limited nature of that card will all feed into it as well. But you know the grade, it's the first thing people see. Absolutely, right. the so, first thing people see. So yeah. when I was when I was collecting comics, um, I did a bunch of sketch covers at cons and wanted to get them protected and cbcs uh, had started a deal that instead of getting it um graded it was the oh, that's art cool. that's cool. Uh, authenticated the you know artists and whoever so like this one i got an artist to do the front and then i got on the back the inker then all the people that worked on the book to oh, nice. sign it um and you know, a lot of people in the comic book club were like, "Why? Well, why didn't you get that graded?" You know, and really, I got it for protection of the art. And also, the artist told me when he was working on the piece that there is like a tiny, tiny pinhole in the cover because uh, this is like a cardstock cover, but like a tiny, like little pinhole or something that I didn't even see. So it would have probably come back a six or something, you know, mm. and so but there's always been kind of people like you know they see something nice but it's not doesn't have a grade on it in the comic book world and so they they sort of pass it over if it doesn't have a one-of-one or what have you and they see oh well why didn't you have that graded and then i don't know if they would pass pass dismiss it or not want to buy it because it doesn't have a grade on it even though it's protected i mean everybody dealing with humans so everybody's you know different and the way they logo it at the corner there i think is significant you know if you've been if you've had some experience with sketch cards or or sketch covers and stuff like that and you see that that art the the way that that thing presents slabbed like that with that logo on the top corner it looks nice it does i like like the word art on there as well it kind of yeah it holds a certain prestige to it by by using absolutely you know in that little character box i've never seen that that's really interesting yeah, I've got I've got several of them. Um, and I, I ended up selling a few, but I I didn't make a whole lot of money. I think I got either what I originally right. paid, you know, for for yeah. it. Um, Especially on the comic you know, end. Yeah, they didn't really um, make a make a big difference. Um, and I've gotten stuff signed to just regular comics, and it just depends on who's signing. And I think that's one of the next topics that he talks about is signatures yeah, but we'll, we'll go on to um, that. yeah it just depends but yeah as far as um 
as far as like getting sketch cards graded, um, do they do they have because Beckett owns CBCS now, so I there, don't know if they've got there a, is a comparable. I don't know who I don't quote me because I don't know who does it, but I have seen a authenticated sketch slab with no grade, just like what you showed okay. me. It's okay. a PSA for, for, okay. Yeah. I, I, it was real fast and I was going through a big collection, but I thought it was awesome because it protected the card. It looked sharp. Um, and yeah, it had that logo up there that said like, yeah. it, it either said custom art or, or, you know, almost like what you have. And I, I liked it a lot. Um, and hey, the other thing too, I was just thinking about, and I'm not sure exactly how it applies, but with this hobby, there's so much creativity and, uh, you know, talent, like part of the, what you're doing is curating your, you know, your PC to hopefully, you know, some people want to keep their PC forever and maybe get rid of it to their kids or, you know, maybe use it for retirement or whatever. But, you know, if you've got something like that in a little creative and you might grade a few things and they grade higher, it might be just puts in a little bit more exclusivity, I guess. That is absolutely. Mm, absolutely. I, I think, think when carry on, Keith. Uh, thinking about it as like a if you're an art collector and you're collecting these sketch covers and stuff like that, that might be a scenario where I where I would grade some sketches if that's something that I was into with the, when the banners matched on the uh, CGC ones, that would be the only reason I think I'd be down with that, but maybe not now. Yeah. But I could again that's, that's aesthetic, like I said before. I think yeah. it would go nice. But when you when you use the the, the the expression grading, are you actually talking about getting the grade or are you talking about authenticating and encapsulating? Yeah, authenticate and encapsulate and just yeah. I'm just looking for it to match up. Yeah, but and that's the thing. And I think I think and here's a question, because I don't know the answer, because I've only ever bought stuff that's been already already graded by someone else. Um, do you pay more for the grading than you do for authentication, straight encapsulation? Yes. You do. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So that even, I mean, for me, I mean, this is my personal viewpoint, but I, I know a lot of people do share. It doesn't doesn't make sense for me to actually pay for the grading aspect of encapsulating a sketch card. Yeah, just doesn't make sense. Um, but some people like to do it, and you know, fair play to them. It's your money at the end of the day. And maybe even like part of the art, like you said, is the you know the fact that it's been handled a little bit or something, and it might come back as might be misinterpreted. Yeah. Yes. That that's a something I was just gonna say is the the style of art. We we've come to love some of these uh, sketch artists' styles, respective styles. And if it's a comic cover, especially sometimes the person who's grading it doesn't have that connection with the artist, and it might not be their style. That's probably you know again, like you said, Jason, we're human, right? So it's you know. People are going to look at it differently, and this grader might give it a lower grade based oh, on it not being their style. So the element of subjectivity as to what the art looks like could affect the, the if we're if we're talking about officially opinion. licensed okay. repetitive stock, it's almost like there's a checks and balances where if you dip outside the norm too far, well, then you can you have a chance of being called out. Like, why are you lower grading cards that deserve? Um, and that can be kind of like checked on. That when it comes to something like this yeah if it's a style that just doesn't meet their eye now i would try to look at all those objectively i'd try to look at the styles and say okay whether this is not for me you know it's how quality is the sketch 
Um, but then again, you still, you're, you're kind of getting in some muddy water as far as yeah. where to exactly put it. Um, if they use oils, are they going to get nicked for surface because the surface isn't flat? Yes, that's that's a very, exactly. very good point. I have a sketch card where the artist has done free cutouts, so like claw marks in the card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be mad to grade that. It'd be a negative <laughs> six. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> has anyone managed to get a negative number on a graded card? I have, seen, I have seen twos and, and stuff from like uh, wow. old, old school cracker box. Yeah, because wow. people yeah. will still get them graded, but they're yeah, 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 yeah. in a cracker box with uh, caramel stained on half of it and yeah yeah what? but i imagine for some of the older cards then the grading is a it's kind of you know it's a, it's it's relative to to the cards of that time yeah and if you're going to grade good, a 50s card it's good example is like this um oh, we got the lights going but um it's what you got your psa Joe the Jusco 90 autograph, yeah the Jusco 92 mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to not blind it um and so you know, 92 battle specters, it's signed by Jusco, but it's just authenticated on the, so it's PSA DNA authentication for the signature. And then it's the cards graded to a seven. So, you know, that's kind of like that. That's the way to, if you go ahead and grade the sketch too, now you're going to pay an additional fee Mm. or I'm sorry, uh, grade the signature, you know, and then it's going to go up from there. Wow. Okay. Um, plates now plates are kind of on the same spectrum for me in that by the pro by the virtue of the fact that they've been through a process you know they they were used they were on a roller they they had ink on them you know they've been over hundreds of sheets of paper card whatever and by the time you get them finished they're cut out they file the edges down make sure that we've got the sticker on the back into the packs they go unless recently they've started to put them in these little booklet thingies um case in point the only sketch i've ever pulled from a box was from that no way home box that i broke the other day and it was it had significant ink stains on the front and the back of the plate and so not that i'd ever grade that because it's not a plate i'm going to keep i'm going to trade it or sell it eventually um but i wouldn't grade that for the same reason because it's you know it's it's been handled albeit by machine rather than a uh, you know a human artist you know it's been part of a process and now i love that i love the story that tells me <laughs> about you know, yeah, yeah. you know the grittier the better as far as i'm concerned with the plate um but we had an interesting back and forth in the chat the other day um wesley when and- i showed you a, a, a plate i had i mean it was a cgc graded plate um and I, I said I was going to bust it out of there, and you were, you were a bit like, "Wow!" I mean, it, it, yeah, it even matches the the blue with the blue. That that was, it broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, it <laughs> well, a, it doesn't, well, it doesn't match the rest of my collection. That's that's right. the thing, you know. So it's not as if I can get the rest. Of, and and this 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 ties into my personal kind of collection, you know, curation it doesn't match the rest of them, which are all raw. And even if I wanted to get those graded now, I couldn't get the same blue label. I'd get the black one where they spell yeah. guarantee incorrectly. Because <laughs> guarantee is T-E-E on the end, isn't it? I've, I've just, I, it befuddles me. Maybe it's an American spelling of the word. 
Or maybe it's a different meaning of the word. I don't know. But it always befuddles me that does. Because I look at it and the first thing I think is, there's a spelling error <laughs> at the top of the card. Anyway, um, but no, it's a blue label, but it's a plate. So for me, I don't want it in that slab. You know, so I'm busting it out. Um, now, you're about to show me something funky, aren't you, Wesley? What did you get? No, I was you? looking. I was actually, I had a CGC or a, um, yeah. One of the new ones. Behind me. Yeah, and it it does spell it with the Y. Yeah, so, is that you know, is that a thing? In I, America is that like tomato tomato? No, I, I don't know but, what's going um, on there. I mean, I'm sure Doctor Google could answer it for me, and I'm sure my you know my command of the Queen's English is probably in error because you would have think you would have think a, a major company wouldn't wouldn't make such a grievous yeah, checked it mistake. Out. Um, but then that was before they decided to go go to a different label. Um, well, hold on a yeah. second. Let's see if I can. So plates, um, I mean, I again, if if you want to go for it, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally pay to grade it, you know, right. encapsulate, authenticate it, and I think, um, you know, some of these, uh, you know, a lot of the comments kind of go along with it. Um, uh, F booth has, has actually replied to someone and said, you know, you know, if you had a plate, what if you got them? But they were in different slabs. For example, you know, one was in a PSA, one was in a Beckett, one was in a CGC. You know, because you got four plates to collect. You know, that would be a bit. A bit That's a pain in the ass. Well. Yeah. yeah, but I've you know I've seen I've seen that happen with people's cards where someone was working on a rainbow, and CGC changed their labels, and half of their rainbows in one type of slab, and half of them's in another. Mm -hmm. And he was, yeah. he was uh, it's Matt Coombs, I believe. Yeah. The um one of the things to keep in mind is if you just authenticate, it the turn time is goes way down. Oh really? Way down. Yeah. Wow. And and obviously like any like most other things, batch deals are big with PSA and yeah. CGC and stuff. So you can they even run like promotional stuff where certain months if if you just send in a batch of 20 plus, mm -hmm. you can get the price per unit down quite a bit and if it's just authenticating you find a bunch of stuff that falls into that realm and you can hit the 15 mm. 20 card mark it's pretty decent per clip and um but yeah it's it, to try to do them in less than 10 it's yeah 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 yeah, yeah you get killed yeah i was curious if you could do that if it would be if it would be less less oh, time yeah. i've done yeah. most of my stuff right through uh com c so they're slowly giving out more yeah. stuff to be able to do but not authentication yet yeah, I tell, I tell you, it's worth actually mentioning that for someone who, they, I've never submitted anything for graded in, in the UK. I don't think there's many options for me. But um, although I have, I have a feeling PSA do have a possibly an office here, and I think CGC yeah, have sure. people who handle it. Yeah, I think they have people who handle it, like dealers who handle it on their behalf, as like an approved channel. But I've just never never gone into it. But you can now, by ComC, grade through PSA and CGC directly without having to you know receive the card in hand so i think that's worth flagging for anyone who's not aware that you can do that and some of those volume deals are, i've seen emails promoting those now but wesley did you mention authentication wasn't currently yeah I, on that? Or is it just grading it's just uh it's just grading cgc um psa and psa they, and dna so they like to check the um check the signatures yeah um that's what i've that's what I've used so far. Okay. It oh. um it does uh CGC's still 
faster because it and, and less expensive but um i think the one through psa took me like five four months it was it took a little while it's probably people are probably just because it's new it's people probably just doing it a lot i've only right recently now. added it my oh, cgc yeah. have been on there for what a year now yep my last batch was 10 months wow. psa yeah my last batch of 20, 20 almost right around 30 cards or so Okay. was um was about 10 months and i'm i'm super patient with that stuff but i had to keep checking in checking in um bianchi's autograph um is one of the things that hung it up because they couldn't turn the card around and see the example of his signature right on the other side of the card so it was a mystery for them for some reason to figure out that signature so, you know <laughs> so uh yeah that, that that held it up a few extra months but this was through com c uh, this was uh, PSA. So, but yeah, did you I, just I direct sent... to PSA or through ComC? Uh, direct through PSA. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they have an account, like you can get a membership with them and stuff. And that's when you get those bundled deals and mm -hmm. also emails for like discount months where, where they're doing a lot of the discounts are on the base stuff. So, like if you're just going to authenticate, but when you get into fancy, you know, like grading the SIG, doing all this other jazz, it's that it usually doesn't fall into the good um, bracket deals with like bulk because they, they consider a premium slab different than a base or a okay. stock slab. So there's additional fees there. So, well, okay. That's good. That's good to know. Um, let's move on to um, the second point. Cause I think this is the one that, that caught a lot of people's um, attention. Number two, please do not, and he's talking about one of ones here, but I think there's a lot of segue into very low limited numbering. So we'll, we'll, we'll assume it means both. Please do not have them signed, remarked, etc. In my opinion, so this is F. Booth's opinion, it is defacing the card. The signing lowers the resale value of the card. It's one thing if the card will be in your forever collection. It's another when you need to raise funds for family emergencies or a grail purchase, et cetera. Oh, uh, discuss, because this one, this one was was a, a hot patootie. So I think the issue is if it's a serial numbered card, okay? Yep. And we've seen a lot of it recently. I was, I mean, I attended an event where um, people brought cards to and had Simone sign them and things like that. Yep. And they're numbered cards and they're now out of circulation and no one could ever get them. And the problem with that is that one, if you ever plan to sell it, you're a jerk. Um, two, if someone's putting together, like we know guys that are like looking for number 75 and he wants number 75 of every card, you've now ruined his chances of ever completing that. And that's kind of a bratty thing to say that like, why should I care about what someone else is doing? But it is pretty crappy for the hobby that you've it just done matter. that to somebody. Yeah. It does matter. You know, there is hobby There is hobby etiquette. And I think that's the biggest thing is it's a hobby etiquette thing that you don't do that. Now, if you're going to do that and you're going to keep those Dan Dos Santoses and you're going to keep those Simones and all that stuff, awesome. Enjoy it. I love it. I've seen people do cool stuff with oranges and had them sign orange Sharpie. Awesome. They look freaking great. But when I see them on the groups for sale for $400 and it's a base card that's been ruined... You're not getting it from me. I'm I'm fuming and I need to walk away. Right. Interesting that you mentioned base card there, because I think for me, I've got if it's if it's numbered out of uh, let's just say nine hundred and ninety nine, 
I don't give a flying monkeys if you get it signed. I don't give a flying monkeys if you have a drawing pin put in it and you put it on your wall with along with all your family photos and things like that. I think for me, my right. So I'm going to get. I'm going to give my take on this, and I've, I think I've said this before. If a card, and I'm going to use ten as the marker here, but some people, so for some people it might be twenty five, for some people it might be fifty. I think that's probably stretching it a bit because it is a fairly niche hobby still. If your card is 10 or less, my opinion is that you own it now, but you're not going to be its forever owner because, spoilers, we all die. So that card will at some point leave your possession. Now, whether that's in five years, 10 years, 20 years, whether it's because you die and it's part of your estate or whether it's because you change your mind. You know, I, I had cards five years ago. I was like, this is never going to leave me from my cold, dead hands, Charlton Heston holding up a rifle. But I've since parted with it because my tastes have changed. My collection has changed. Or I needed to sort out some emergency dental work and I needed the cash. You know, things, you know, stuff, right. life happens around these cards. And I think that's the way to think about it. You're the custodian of that card. So if it's a one-on-one red spectrum, I've owned two in my life. They, they're now owned by other people. And I think since then, at least one of those has changed hands one more time, maybe more so. So I don't know where those one-of-ones are, but those one-of-ones, it doesn't change its status as a one-of-one, but the person who owns it has. So each person is, is a custodian of it on its journey through the world. You know, eventually someone might have an unfortunate event like a house fire and that one of one ceases to exist, possibly along with the owner. But I, I, what I'm saying is, is that Dark. generally speaking, the card, a card won't have a heart attack at 50 on a treadmill. OK, you yeah. might. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying any of you guys, by the way, I should I should I should stress <laughs> at this point. But and I think your responsibility to that card's integrity goes beyond possibly outweighs the needs of the few or the one to, to paraphrase with star trek 2 because any opportunity to do that anyway that that's my view on it i think if, if you have a one of one but in particular and you choose to have it signed go nuts absolutely go for it if you currently own and i'm going to say currently if you currently own that card it is your property you can do what you want with it but to expect others to completely buy into it, I think, is probably a little bit unrealistic. Right. I think. But anyway, I don't know. That, that's just my view. What say you? Yeah, no signature on, on something like a red spectrum. The art, it, it gets to the art at that point where I want, I want that example of the card as clean, as, as well protected as possible. Um, I think I think I've had three red spectrums. I regret. I wish I wish I still had all of them. Um, but yeah, I, I'd I'd slab it. I could never get it signed. Um, right around, it really does sound like that mark. Like right around ten. Um, I think those achievement cards are a blast to get signed. The rainbow achievements and other stuff. But for yourself, um, yeah, a one of one is a red spectrum. Is is. Yeah no matter how they sign it, it's, it's going to cover up a significant amount of the card. And if you love the artist and you're going to keep it forever, but like you just said, you know, nothing, nothing we do have a responsibility yeah. to the hobby. We do have, you know, for some of these 
super rare cards. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of important that, you know, they stay to me at least that they stay as clean as possible and, you know, undisturbed as far as the image. And, and there's other cards that aren't numbered, but we know simply because they were so tough to get that there's probably fewer than 10 out there. You know, people have been tracking this shit and know how difficult it was to get. And the example I'm going to use is, uh, funnily enough, both of them rainbow web foils, um, rainbow foils, uh, masterpieces tier four, specifically 2016 or 2018. Yeah, you know, that Spider-Man, for example. That's my fault. There's, there's going to be less than, well, certainly less than 20, possibly less than 10 out there. Yeah. And ditto for Rainbow Web Force from Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. While it's oh, not yeah. numbered, there are so few of them out there because it was so difficult to actually obtain one. You know, all it takes, I mean, they might create 20 of them, but they'll never see the light of day. I'd be surprised if they printed more than 10 because they'll have done the math. And, you know, as soon as someone transfers off one of the web foils, you're down to nine that could possibly ever made. As mm -hmm. soon as someone transfers off some of the silver web foils. Well, unless, unless someone right. unless someone does a uh, a repair job or what, what do they call it? A, a replacement. And we find out that they've been sitting on them. <laughs> well, yeah. And if that happens, then I think that's going to be a whole different conversation to be had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've not seen it happen. I, I'm pretty sure. I, listen, I don't know, but I'd be very surprised if, because uh, at some point, those achievements do go away on EPAC. Um, I had it with, um, albeit this isn't as, as rare a card, um, it was with an annual 2016 one where you had to get, I think you had to get all the logo patches and then you could get a Defenders logo patch so you know not a high value card or anything like that a uh, fair few of them on comc so it wasn't a low low limited thing but i i i managed to get all the cards i needed and the achievement had just gone because they only keep it live for a certain amount of time and i reached out to you know remember when james hughes was still manning the phones at upper deck customer support and i think he's probably still there but he's completely gone from social media because i think he was getting so much crap from people um and maybe has left upper deck i don't know but um he very kindly um, said, okay, they're not available because they're just not. And I took that to mean that even if we had some left, we've destroyed them because it's past whatever the time is. Um, so Upper Deck actually, as a customer service thing, bought one from Comsi and sent it to me. Wow. You wow. Know, which was a really nice gesture to do. Because yeah. um, I was like, I've just grinded and <laughs> traded to get the cards I need for this. And, you know, you don't have a date on there by which I need to do this by. And yet the achievement is no longer available on EPAC. I thought that was a bit weird. Anyway, um, I, I think it's very unlikely you could still, even if you had the cards, get the achievement for one of the tier four masterpieces from 16 or 18. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. it's, it's shut down. <laughs> so, um, so there's only so many of those out there, but... Um, but equally, I know that people have, have been quite happily signing plates recently from Masterpieces 2022. And I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on that because a, a plate is a, people People react to plates and sketches and one of ones or one of fives or one of tens differently. Yeah. 
and it is that human reaction i think that's interesting but if 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 you're so in love with a set and so enjoying the experience and the community and camaraderie of it that you break a plate and you've chosen to get the artist to sign it who cares yeah i think the back is nice to get signed yeah it's not a bad idea because I like it. the plate for me. It's it, the fun is that it's part of the production process. And like mm. when you mentioned one that's got like a little runoff of the color that's spilt, you know, or, yeah. or I've seen a few that have the line, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, across the and I love that. So, you know, it's because it, you visualize the production process and it getting stamped down and doing its thing. And it's part of the DNA, uh, like PSA used with the, absolutely. You know, it's, it's that same thing. Yeah. And if you have to get it signed, I mean, there's a bunch of real estate on the back that's not going to hurt anything. I agree. Mm. The slab yeah. is transparent. You can flip it through. So, hey, I met the guy. This is where I met him. And then, and then, you know, on the on the turn, if the collection ever does move hands, then it still presents for it plays ball for just about everybody. Yeah. So the front is still as nature intended, for want of a better word. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. Um, I'm I'm I I want to pause and say that while it sounds like I'm taking a shit on the doorstep of anyone who at the front of their masterpieces 22 plate signed I'm not um I'm sure other people probably would uh I'm not I'm just saying I I just personally I just find it odd that that folks chose to do that but go you go girl it's still your card you do what you want with it yeah exactly so we're back right. to it's your card poke it up your bum if you want to I will have that on the back of yep. the new podcast brand T-shirts, by the way. We have quotes. <laughs> There's an idea. So logo on the front, on the yeah. back, we have quotes. Yeah. So we could have enjoy collecting. Mm-hmm. We could have, it's your card. You can do what you want with it. You can poke it up your bum if you want, although that's quite a lot of text. <laughs> we might want to spread that across two sleeves. Let's see if we can come up with some others. That's a great idea. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Pop one. Pop, pop. Yeah, it's the it's the none higher. I, I none higher. Whole, it's so stupid. Kind of competitive. <laughs> it's like it's like. But when you see it, pop and, one. And there higher. are some higher. It's like, I hate it. Pop, pop twelve, fifteen higher. What? I saw that once. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that once on eBay. Pop twelve, fifteen higher. I was uh, I was actually on online doing a little research on the one of ones and or, uh, sketch cards and um like ones that have been graded and I didn't see any that sold in the last, like there was like five pages, but uh, I pulled, like it pulled me over to a, somebody had put a one of one, but it was the Omega, right? So 25 of 25. Is that really a one of one? I mean, I guess that's a whole nother topic, but (laughs) it's not wrong. It's the only one numbered to that number. But yeah, that's Oof. there is that. Um, I mean, listen, this is like I said, um, I, I think it's important to say that the, 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 the post on Facebook went went to uh, some levels where some people were saying, you know, saying it's sacrilege or it's silly. Um, you know, went on to say, you know, I own the card, so I should be able to collect how I want without having to hear about it. And yeah, you are you are true, um, but someone else has come back and said, "Look, I'm a character collector, and while I can say I never have plans of selling, that ultimately is not true. There is always a price, or the collection may be passed down one day, and there will always be another collector to inherit the collection or the card." 
Um, so I think, I think the point this person was saying is the hobby is bigger than any individual collector. And I think that's what FBOO's post is trying to highlight. So yeah. it's an interesting perspective. Um, well, and I like the word that you just that you mentioned earlier, like a custodian of the card. I, I'd never heard that before, and I, th I think that actually holds some pretty yeah. good weight, yeah. especially in a hobby like this. It's I'm a little, I mean, I don't want to say smaller, but you got some camaraderie, and you want to make sure you take care of and keep things, keep the hobby great. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's going yeah. on the back of the shirt, card custodian. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a great idea. Card custodian, that's a nice idea. Um, here's a here's a here's a thought. Um, and it's complete. The thought has completely left my head. While you were talking, I read something and it it it, it popped into my brain. Um, those red spectrums. Here we go. Thank you. I've managed to claw it back from. The, I'll have to edit out that pause because <laughs> that was embarrassing. I'm only fifty, but I'm struggling away like a seventy-five year old. Um, <laughs> when those red spectrums i i will always have had the joy of owning them do you see what i mean i you know i don't oh, yeah. currently own any red spectrums i don't think i own outside of sketches or plates i don't think i currently own any one of ones in in that sense you know cards yeah. that are numbered one of one um but i've owned two of them from simone bianchi's masterpieces 2018 set um, and I Which moved did. them because I needed to. Um, do I wish I hadn't? Of course. But did I need the money? Of course. It was COVID year. You know, <laughs> I think yeah. everyone did. Which uh, characters? Uh, Falcon and Wonder Man. And the okay. Wonder Man was sold as part of the rainbow. So the whole rainbow went to another collector. And it's right. still with him. And he is the current custodian of that. Of that yeah. One of That's one. Cool. And that rainbow. He's got there's two plates in there as well. Um and and they're stunning in hand, you know. And I've had the joy of of physically owning one. It sounds really silly, you know. It's uh, the, you know there is there is a phrase. It's just cardboard, but that's the thing. That's also not true. It's one of these things. Two of these two things can be true at the same time. It is just cardboard, but it also means a shit ton to the people who own it and collect it. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's so. the it's the Excalibur of a, of exactly. a collector's yeah. you know, um, quest. It's it's the top of the mountain there. So um it's 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 fascinating. It's um <sighs> where are we? Sorry, I'm trying to scroll down because there was there was one particular comment thread. Here we go. Whoa right yeah 21 <laughs> replies. Yeah this is the one. Um so uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because why not? It's fun. I think autograph printing plates look aesthetically pleasing. For the same reason, a prelim art card looks good good with an autograph. It's a tag on an unfinished piece of something difficult. It simply looks cool. That's enough reason to get it done, given the opportunity. I think you guys are coming from a good place. But you're coming from a place of dozens of plates. Most people are incredibly lucky incredibly lucky to get one plate it's special to them so slapping that auto on it cements that don't feel bad about getting that metal sign um fair enough um but then the replies come but the auto on a printing plate is an alteration of a one of one it may look cool to you or another collector but it's still an alteration um so yeah and it listen it went on and it, it got a bit feisty 
um kind of you know beyond the kind of just a <laughs> regular conversation <laughs> but yeah it's interesting I, I i can see both points of view but i i genuinely i just can't i can't get on board with signing a plate on the front myself you know no. even if you've just got the yeah. one i think that the, the point was brought up earlier that there's a lot of real estate on the back yeah um, exactly because sometimes those plates, I mean, I've got some that um, crystal clear, you can see the image. Others, yeah. you know, the yellow ones are like the black, a little faded and yeah, signing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, to me, it would look kind of just a jumbled mess, um, perhaps. But yeah. right. But the yeah. whole single thing, I'm, I'm, you know, I think they're fun to get. I think, you know, I don't know. I think I agree. I don't, I wouldn't do a red spectrum signature um, mm -hmm. at all, uh, but they're fun to get. But it's even when with comics, um, it, there's just this line of people that really like to go after signatures, get signatures. And then there's the purists that um, I, I was taking down a couple notches several years ago. I went to a, swap me at a, a place where people were you know trading comics around and there was some really nice older comics and some were graded some weren't and i brought some of mine to maybe trade or sell that i had gotten signed and they looked at them and like oh yeah no i don't like i don't like signed books like it was just mm -hmm. you know stuff i had done was kind of so it's just for me signatures i think it's just whatever you're into and want to do but yeah not every not everybody's gonna want to maybe buy those from you right um, and th yeah, and yeah. think about you, you that's 11 by what eight and a half or, or yeah. you know the real estate you're dealing with there is like it and and those guys are still that way they don't want a speck of that that cover some of the purists they don't want anything altered right and so yeah i've, I've run into that too i i purchased a, a large inventory of uh signed uh amazing spider-man um stuff and was it is it greg land greg i thought it was greg land but um he's an artist, the, he an, he's an artist yeah yeah so i i thought these were home runs because the art was amazing on the cover and it it the slab was beautiful it presented well um at auction it not it wasn't the return was wasn't really there it was um somebody wanted to have it to keep it and it was a nice little bell and whistle having that signature but it it didn't increase the value really any well that, that's the I, point i think i think it's intent also what is yeah. your intention in getting it signed what are you are you intending to make more money off that signature or are you intending to keep it for yourself right. and that's where i think some people got spicy too yeah 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 I, th I think i think the main thing where where people got spicy is that they felt they were being told what they should do and right. listen I, if you want to, that that's fine. But I don't think anyone was. I think it was just like good advice at the end of the day, trying to advise people. Um, uh, <laughs> F Booth did a wonderful breakdown here. I consider owning these rare cards to be an honor and a large responsibility, not only to my eventual heirs but also to other collectors and the hobby as a whole. In my opinion. Collectors should respect the hobby and not do anything to the cards that could ruin the collectability for others. So that talks to my custodian point uh, from earlier. 
I think probably since Spider-Man Metal that some Marvel collectors, new and seasoned, have lost their way either through naivety, greed, or stupidity. A recent example. Number one, pull record. Number two, show off record. Number three, ask group, should I grade? Number four, autograph a record. Number five, list on eBay for five times character tier going rates. This is not how any of this works. I understand the stance that it's my card I will collect the way I want, but these cards are generally in collections for a relatively short amount of time. In the rare case that these cards stay in a collection until death, these treasured cards are not lining the coffin, unless you're really stupid. These cards will be re-released to the collecting public through the estate. Wouldn't your beneficiaries want the cards to be treated in a manner that maximises the return? Again, defacing a very rare card will hurt value. So I, I thought it was interesting that he went through uh, that I should say what I've just read was from F. Booth. It's not not something I wrote, but um, I, th I thought it was interesting that he broke that down. He, he, it does make a lot of sense, you know. It does yeah. make a lot of sense. I can't agree more with him. Yeah, so, the responsibility uh, to the hobby. We, yeah. you know, we want as many people to have the experience of having yeah. that red spectrum or that one of one. And yeah. So if if I'd if I'd had that red spectrum signed, then the person who owns it now might be like, oh, I love this car, but I wish it wasn't signed. I don't know. They yeah. might, maybe maybe they've chosen to have it signed themselves. Fine, they're the owner of it. Like I say, they can do what they want. Um, There's also go no to... going back. No, there isn't. That's right. the thing. If it's, it's not slab, like you, can... you can you can free yeah. it, and you, you might damage it. But if it's signed, there's no going back. Yeah, it's yeah. There. Once it's signed, it's there. Is there? Absolutely. Unless I mean, it's not like a border razor where you can do. Um, no, the third third example is an interesting one. This goes slightly off, off on a different tangent. Do not break up sketch card puzzles to sell them individually. I unfortunately have seen a few examples of this recently on eBay. The Rittenhouse sets, especially Greatest Heroes, would insert all panels of a sketch card puzzle in one box. Do not sell Rittenhouse puzzles panel by panel. Those who have been in the hobby prior to 2015 know this. Um... In contrast, older upper deck sets like MM07 and 08 broke up the puzzles among thousands of boxes. These UD puzzles, when completed, demand huge premium when sold due to the incredible difficulty to complete them. Unless someone is very close to a six or nine card puzzle completion, the premium for the individual panels may not be there. I think the floor is littered with collectors who tried to complete the infamous René de Liz puzzles. I don't actually fully understand his reference there. I, don't, I remember hearing about it on the grapevine. Um, has any of you got sketch puzzles? Like cards? I do. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Did you get them all in one? Yes. Where the hell is it? He's gone off to look for it. You might not have had this joy, uh, Wesley, especially because you're fairly new to things. I don't. Do you do many sketches, Wesley? I've, uh, no, I've, got, uh, I've got five, seven, something like that. Not very many. Oh, okay. I've got another 20 you can have if you want. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll discuss, we'll discuss payment plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm that's nice. Thinking about that, it. Yeah. It keeps holding up. What's that? X-Men Metal Universe? Mm-hmm. It's Dre. Oh, I thought I was gonna I was gonna ask if it was Dre. That's nice. That's Jim Lee homage. Um, but yeah, to what he's saying, I've seen it also, and I kind of blame one there is one party I blame right now for some of that too, and that's Com C. Some oh. people have sent these in. And when they've been scanned, they've been scanned separately and they are for sale separately. Um, and that's, oh. you know, when, that's what happens when they're not coming from EPAC. If it's like an older Rittenhouse, there's one up there right now that I've seen. Um, and the other thing is also 
Someone, yeah, I mean, Dre's been looking for the other half of one of his sketches for the longest time. I think it's a Hulk or an Omega Red mm. that we've seen the top half of, That's but right. the bottom half is missing. Um, it just sucks. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's that tricky. comment was kind of crazy to me about, I mean, again, I haven't been in it that long, but just the fact that people will, or that these puzzle cards are getting broken up now um is crazy and then i i can't imagine the hunt that people maybe have been on for for years with with this stuff um but it seems like upper a little bit as far as like a lot of the puzzles now are part of achievements so yeah. you can get it all. Mm -hmm. um and you know some of them um so are puzzle cards a little bit different than like the you know, booklet or because booklet or the panel sketches, because those are all kind of yeah. together. But They're puzzles, sealed. Like, yeah. The puzzles were like an individual card that you. But OK, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, where the, the image all connects between the three cards. And yeah. And you, you see them. I mean, some of them uh, go over six or nine cards and artists regularly do APs with them um as well yeah. where they connect them i mean i'm personally i don't i don't collect puzzle sketch i just i prefer it to be a single piece i don't like having a um a sketch that goes over more than one card that's just my personal aesthetic it, partly because it's a fucker to display i mean keith's got his in a two panel is that a hardball case or was it just a standard two panel I don't think it's a hardball because it's got magnets on it. I think, but it's got yeah. a massive black line down the middle of it. So right, obviously it's not, not the fast. most. Um, um, not that I'm trying to uh, piss on your cornflakes here, Keith. That's all right. Um, but I'm sure you'd prefer a case that didn't have such a thick black line down the middle. You know, just to bring them slightly closer together, perhaps. Don't yeah, I no. It, listen, it was it was quick and easy. I just wanted to get well, it, it together. Well, it protects them. It protects them. Exactly. They don't have to stay in there. And I'll eventually address that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think I have one for my. Oh, there's that horrible glare, but oh, you see, you see, that's fine. I mean, it's one a sketch. No, it's uh from the uh seventeen set. Is that uh, and the um. Oh, hang on. No, one's from the retro set, the fifteen retro, retro yeah. and one's from Comic Images, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's see, that's nice. I mean, they're not sketches and they work as individual right. pieces to complement each other. Um, what you want is the third piece being the actual comic cut, which I saw pop oh, up and someone got. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That... His name now. He's on. He's on Instagram. Yeah. Now in, the, I, in the sorry, go. No, I, just, I saw it on Instagram too. I saw the the guy. He's a yeah. Yeah. That would be perfect. I did swear out loud when I saw that. Anyway, keep. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. Now, in the in the older sets with these puzzles and stuff, were they released together or were they a hunt that you had to piece together? Not all of them. So, so what what F Booth was saying in his post, um, in Masterpieces 0708, which I, I, I don't know for sure. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I have a feeling that might be one of the first sets that did multi-panel. Ninety six. Did ninety six do them? They they connected uh, three racks. There's a phoenix and. Hang on, no, first sketch cards in sketches. Marvel were 97. Oh, sketches. So, yeah, 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 sorry. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, for sketch cards, um, I'm pretty sure it was Masterpieces 0708, and they were separate. So, for the longest time, there was a there was a Black Cat two-part sketch that I saw the two halves floating around on eBay, and I couldn't quite bring myself to buy them. 
because I still wasn't sure about having two parts of a puzzle and how I store it and how I display it and all this sort of stuff. Weirdly, it ended up getting gifted to me about a decade later from a friend. So, <laughs> wow. so I do have that. Um, but um, in some of the written house sets, they were separate. Um, so you got a sketch per box, and you did see the separate elements. I think one of them it might have been might have been greatest battles, where each sketch was each sketch was one of a two-part puzzle. Oh, wow. Because it was the characters, like, battle, uh, one character, one half, one character. And I, I can't recall if they were both together in the same box or not. That'd be a nightmare but, if it wasn't. But And yeah. he's talking about six-card sketches but and nine-card yeah, sketches talking about six that were split and, up yeah, on release. It, yeah, it, yes, exactly. And the thing is, it's not a unique thing to Marvel. Uh, I think Matt Fuller uh, came in with a comment because he's deep... And when I say deep, I'm talking like oh, yeah. way up to his 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 armpits in um, uh, Lord of the Rings sketches, and has been for like you know well over a decade. I mean, his collection of Lord of the Rings sketches is just uh, phenomenal, as is his sketch collection just generally. Um, but he made a comment somewhere on here, and for the life of me, I can't find it now, um, where he talks about still being haunted. Here we go. The number of unfinished Lord of the Rings sketch puzzles I have haunts me daily. Um, yeah. Wow. He's, and Tops Indiana Jones was the same as well. He actually benefited from that post. They were separate. Oh, yes, he did. Someone hooked him up, but it was a Marvel sketch, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, a few days later, someone saw that he'd posted something that was unfinished and they, they actually had the other piece. So, you know, that's where, you know, having a having a, a, a group like that with so many eyes, especially that post, I mean, the, the engagement that post got bonkers. Um, I mean, I, I can have a look at the stats for it, actually. So it definitely, it was definitely, um, I mean, the post reach alone was, um, bearing in mind the size of the group, was 1,500 people. 283 folks engaged with it in one way or another. I don't think anybody got muted. No, 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 it got close. It got close. It got very close, actually. Um, uh, because there's always someone who can't help themselves. Um, but 149 comments, um, <laughs> caused one, one person to unfollow. So I've never read this element of a thought, but I'm looking on the post and you can see like the performance of a post and it had unfollow one, but I'm not sure if it means unfollow the post or if it means unfollow the group. Mm, people good do. question people you know this is a hot topic for people you know so i'm sure if someone read that and they were like oh i don't think i agree with the way that this is being dictated or mandated i think i'll leave the group well you know this uh, isn't aligned with my belief system on that yeah well, <laughs> Come but on, this, like... i tell you what i like about it it was a good conversation at yeah. the end of the day, it was a really Absolutely. good conversation. And, you know, hats off to it. This is why I kind of wanted to bring it to a wider audience via this and get your guys' kind of feedback in. I think the one of, one of the um, beauties about I and mean, this is what our third episode together for for, for most of us too, if you don't count Josh not being able to bounce on Friday, <laughs> um, is we can you know we all have different experiences. So having a wider breadth of voices on the podcast is a good thing, I think. So, um, yeah. And one thing I was thinking about too, not to interrupt, but um, you know, F F booth, you know, back what started, you know, these sketches were a lot more prevalent and easier to get. So somebody like me, I think we brought up a good point. You just asked me how many sketches I got. It's not because I I don't want them. It's just because there's 
so expensive and oh, I would yeah. rather start with something else. And when you get boxes, they're not in as many boxes now, right? It used to be in like one box per. Yep. Yeah. Just about so, every yeah. box you're getting one. Yeah. Maybe how much, and maybe you might know this Ian better than me or other people, but how much has the hobby grown where all these new people don't have the reach to get the sketches and maybe they want to make them a little more special just to, I guess, I hate to say show off a little bit, but have something yeah, a little more. Possibly. Possibly. I think, I don't, I think that the number of people who are sketch collectors has never been massive, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I think there are some people who are really deep into it and go after it as their main thing. Yeah. And those people have been around for over a decade and I don't think they'll ever change. I think there are people who've come onto it more recently who are very focused, who've gone after the written house stuff because there's more out there. Um, for me, per I can only kind of talk about it for me personally. I've kind of stopped with collecting black cat sketches now because I've only got a certain amount of budget and there are too many like parallels and inserts and other things too many she's in too many sets for me to yep. be able to afford both but also her sketches there are a uh, 10% of the sketches each year for black cats there were 10 years ago simply because of uh marvel approvals simply because of the breadth of other characters you know i think there's possibly been some artists who've maybe shied away more from female characters possibly get banned and they won't get paid for creating the sketch card uh, and as you say you know there are fewer of them you know sometimes to a case now um there's definitely a price increase too big oh time. yeah yeah absolutely i mean that yeah. that panel cost me 150 those that two-piece cost me 150 bucks there's no chance no chance i'm getting both of those cards for 150 bucks no, no not no. even each not even each at this point no no well i think i think that's tied into the fact that they're rarer hits and everyone's expectations as to how much they want to be able to recoup from their product by have gone that which is especially of a conversation that especially uh, for another time but i think the um uh, the expectation that the, the contents of the box should be worth equal to or more than what was paid for the box is is now the norm in a lot of cases um which for is, the higher end stuff, especially, yeah, especially for the higher end stuff, um, which is, you know, which is kind of pushed the prices mm -hmm. up as well on the secondary market. So, um, like I said, that's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, hopefully, um, I, I'm going to kind of circle us into lands because I think we're kind of, I mean, we've said pretty much all we can say on that, unless anyone else has got anything else up their sleeve they want to bring to the table. No, no I'm just getting shakings, shakings of heads. And um, and at least one person has just poured some whiskey. This was a good. Conversation. I mean, I'm I'm learning a lot about um, you know, card grading and you know just the different things of it that I hadn't really. Well, it, and me too. Yeah. Like, he's still going, uh, Wesley. He's just got a shit signal. <laughs> I was just because I was, you know, I've got a uh, uh. A couple base Wolverines uh, that I had McNiven signed just because coming from a little bit of the uh, sports side of it, you look at a you look at a sticker signature compared to an on card auto, you think it's cooler. And I, you know, I was there and we were talking and 
had a, had him sign a couple of them. I, I think it for me now that I look at it is more so I could remember the experience and yeah, yeah. um, and, and it's a yeah base card too. It's not a number card and yeah, I get the I get the side of it of the one of ones in the yeah, go for it. One thing that crossed my mind with the sticker when we talked a while ago about sticker signatures as opposed to on the card. Yeah, I think there might be an opportunity if somebody's dying to get a signature on there. You could you could do the sticker signature route. And a lot of those are made to be able to be taken off. That's interesting. I yeah. mean. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Yeah. yeah, get that done. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, with especially with the 90s cards, if you ask Joe Gisco how many Masterpieces 92 cards he's just signed at cons on cards. Oh, God. Over the years, I've seen a lot more of those. It would be the tens of thousands. I mean, oh, absolutely. There are hundreds of thousands of each card out there. Um, and, you know, that doesn't, you know, the, the the it doesn't take away from the opportunity for someone to still own an un you know signed card in yeah that, in that sense so you know it, that happens all the time and i get i completely get that you know if you go to a con you're doing it for you you're doing it because you want the experience of you know you could have asked him to sign anything you could have asked him to sign yeah. left it and got it tattooed on which i'm sure right. he's done he but, seems to be like an ambassador of the hobby and yeah. tried to like, in that sense, it wasn't like he was an autograph. I'm trying to use the right terminology, uh, you know, go around just signing everything without, he, he just seemed like he genuinely wanted anybody interested in the art and the hobby to, you know, yeah. to have an experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and his signature like uh, Simone Bianchi's is a work of art in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. In my, in my view. So, um, but maybe not on a one of one red spectrum. No. no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but if it's your red spectrum, do what you want with it. Um, except for maybe poking it up your bum. Um, guys, who should we have at the intro at the top of this episode? What artists have we talked about? Let me think. Let me think. We've talked Joe Drisco. We've talked mm -hmm. Simone Bianchi. Dre. Uh, um, we've talked Dre. You know what? Let's put Dre at the top. Yeah. Dre, it's oh. cold up there in Canada at the moment. He could use a bit of um bit of warm love <laughs> headed his way from uh from his podcast here. So uh Andre Orsch um at uh oh, at Dre Studios, I believe. Correct. On Instagram. Good, good. Um check him out. His link will be in the comments. Um if you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, now that people are hearing us, um, guys, do you want to reel off where, where people can find you on Instagram again so that they know? Wesley, go. Uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Webby Vision. And um, yeah, Facebook, Wesley Webb. Good. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep it to Instagram. But of course, you're not on Instagram. Uh, Josh, are you on Instagram? I am. I'm at Smith Joshua Kennedy. Smith Joshua. I'm sure you've got another one that I've been tagging. Yeah. I think you've got Josh Kennedy, haven't you? I do have Josh Kennedy as well. Yeah. Let's let's go with Josh Kennedy because it's slightly right. well, well unless of course. Here we go. What, what we got here? I got Kennedy Comics. Kennedy Kennedy got Comics is the one I've actually got. Gotcha. On here. Should we go with that one? Which one do you prefer to use? We should yeah, have this work. conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll use that one. We'll use that one going forward. Um Jason, are you on Instagram? We had this conversation. Yeah, I am, but it's just um kind of a personal I mean, if somebody wants to follow me or friend me that's fine but it's uh jrm894 but i don't um you know it's just i post pictures of if yeah. i'm you know at a concert or playing golf or with playing my golf. Niece okay or cool. All right. you know i may 
I may resurrect the old Heroes and Hops um, Instagram account. That's my old uh, podcast. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I've thought of resurrecting, not, not getting into podcasting with that, but just posting some neat pictures of comics, cards, and beer, you know, so, but. Oh, um, beer's good. Don't hops <laughs> yet. Stay tuned. I think that's one thing we can all get around. And, and Keith, we know where you are. Yeah, on Instagram, xxronisxx. Uh, it's funny. I'm on the flip side of you, Jason. I'm, that's all hobby stuff, and then Facebook is my family stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's cool. Much as I used to, I kind of just lurk now. So that's fine. Well, listen. Give the guys a follow. Uh, you know where I am at, Mr. Felicia Hardy. Um, also at the MCC Pod on pretty much everything that's got channels and branding. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, share. Um, put in the comments if you've got thoughts about any of this stuff and uh, much love to you all who wants to sign us off this week I got it everyone enjoy collecting there we go (laughs) thanks for listening folks if you enjoyed it please take a moment to like subscribe and share on YouTube or the podcast platform of your choice the podcast can be found by googling at the MCC pod which is also a handle on Facebook and Instagram If you have an idea for podcast topics or want to be on the podcast, please reach out via social media or email us at themccpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook communities are MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. Creative design and logos for the podcasting groups are by artist Michael Munshaw. You can find him on Instagram at artofm2. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, collect your way and always, always be kind to others. Make mine Marvel, and enjoy collecting.